It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chiseled. We're recording from the Biltmore in Phoenix, Arizona today. I'm here with Mike Gandolfo, and today what we're going to talk about is the gifts that we have, our own unique gifts that God's given us, and how that leads to us being the person we're supposed to be and how it chisels us into a, uh, a, a giving, a living, breathing person of uh, who wants to just give the best they can for people. Uh, this is a topic. By the way, Rob, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. Thank I should, you. I should, you know, I should have asked yeah, you that. Yeah, we should, you know, go with that. You're doing good. I'm doing well, man. I had a good day today. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little fried. It's hot, but overall, it's good. And, and I, but I love this topic uh-huh. because uh, a couple of things. I, th- I think these are things that you believe into. You know, I believe that uh, God created us in His image, and you do as well. Absolutely. You believe God is great. God is great. And God is good. So God created us to be great. He did, and, and He's given us these gifts. Yeah, absolutely. He's given us these gifts. And when we think about these gifts, you know, and this is something that I guess was talked about a lot today in our sessions um, in one way, one shape or, or another. To me, the definition of joy is when I get to share those gifts that God gave me in the most authentic way possible with the people who need them the most. And, you know, we've all experienced that, right? Like we've experienced the times in our life when we've just... Um, have been our most authentic self. We're using the gifts that God gave us. We're helping out someone who needs only the gifts that we have. And, you know, time flies by. It almost feels like, it almost feels like we're like in a complete and total utopia, right? I mean, so what, tell me about a time when you felt that way, Rob. Well, you know, Mike, the, you talk about the utopia and you talk about joy. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is a quote by Mark Twain. And he says that the two greatest days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And part of the day you find out why, to me, is about discovering your gifts, the purpose that you're supposed to, uh, I'll use the word distribute, your gifts two or four, whatever, meaning your time, your energy, your talent, whatever that looks like. So when you when you say utopia, I, I can kind of put that in the same breath or context with joy because I know when you experience moments of joy and they're just that moments because they can be fleeting, they can come and go in a heartbeat. And when you have that moment of joy and you recognize it as a moment of joy, that is a good feeling. That is a feeling utopia. And I can, you know, I can give you examples. I'm just watching my kids play sports. See, I, I was totally like thinking something different because when you said Mark Twain quotes and utopia, I thought you were going to say, if I cannot drink bourbon and smoke cigars in heaven, then I shall not go. That's, <laughs> that's the quote. That's the Mark Twain quote that I thought you were going to go that's with. That's funny. That's good stuff, yeah. Mike. <laughs> so, so watching your kids play sports, you kind of get that, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, even if it's my kids or a kid I've coached and you, you've been coaching them all along, you've been trying to and I'll use the word like drill something in their head and, and you drill it and you drill it and you keep you keep repeating it and repeating, it, encouraging, and they're not getting it, not getting it. And then the day they get it, you just get this feeling. So it's really more of you from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, it's, you could say that. Yeah, a coaching standpoint. And there's a sense of fulfillment there. there yeah. There's a sense of fulfillment. But it's also, I think the other piece of it comes when the child or the, the student or the, 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 the athlete when they recognize that they finally got it and yeah. they connected with it. I think when both of you realize that, especially in the same event, the same moment, that's utopia. Yeah. So you knew, you know, that I used to be a basketball coach, I coach high school basketball, coach college basketball. And I was a really young 
head high school basketball coach, you know, so I got a really crappy first job. I mean, really crappy first job. And, oh, and what, Mike? Oh, it was, no, listen, <laughs> we got more, we had more wins than the year before every year. Um, so, but the first season was only two wins and one of them was against Kentucky school for the blind. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no school, school for the deaf. I'm sorry. Kentucky school for the deaf. So, um, but I had this freshman point guard. All right. And this is like the first time that I really remember kind of embracing because the coach gift for me is something that's very strong. We had this freshman point guard who came uh, his freshman year, started school, had a ton of anxiety, so much so that after that first day of school, he had to miss the next two weeks. He just couldn't handle being in the school building. This this school only had like 140 kids. It wasn't wow. like we were in this big school. So he finally comes back, and I'm, I've got him in class. Um, I'm teaching biology uh, at the school. And uh, you didn't know I was so well-rounded, I'm sure, but um, – I'm discovering that more and more every day. Mark. Yeah, right. So discovering your gifts. Uh, the I, I'm sitting here and and I'm like, hey, you know, his name is Jay, and I said, Jay, I I really, you know, really think you should come out and try to play basketball. I think it'd be great. We'd love to have you on the basketball team. Kid's actually a pretty good athlete. He ends up starting for me, but every Monday he has to miss practice because he's got a he needs to meet with his you know, with his therapist and and everybody's trying to help him manage his anxiety. He's on medication, whatever else, and. Um, and it's almost, I mean, this is, God had to plan this, right? This is the only way that this could possibly happen. It's, it's a Monday in January and the kids start saying, Hey, you know, they, they start feeling it. Jay's starting, but yet Jay doesn't show up at practice on, on Mondays. Like, what's up with that? So they started asking me, it's like, Hey, why is Jay never at practice on Monday? You know? And I'm a young coach. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared about how to even answer that because I don't want to violate the kids. You privacy, know, right? Yeah, yeah, privacy, trust, whatever else. And Jay happened to walk in the gym as soon as that question was asked. And he said, I don't come to practice on Mondays because I've had to meet with my therapist to manage my anxiety. And then he's like, but because of what this team has given me, it's given me the stability for me to get off my medication. Oh, my God. And I'm like... Yeah, you had I to mean, get emotional when look, I had right. Yeah, yeah I look see at, the goosebumps. I see them, and it's yeah. like this is why we do this. Yeah, like, and that had to bring you a sense of joy there. Yeah, forget the wins. Yeah, that's not what it's about. No, and we're changing. Like we're, when we can change lives and we can help impact people that way. It was like that was that's when you're like, all right, like this is this is where it's supposed to happen. And when we're working with you know both of us are in the real estate space, and whenever we're working with our agents like with that, it's the same thing. Like it's. It's taking that agent who comes in and has that $30,000 a year mindset and then helping them build wealth that they never thought they could have, that kind of stuff too. And so the whole idea with this behind Chisel is what can these kids or even our agents, what they evolve into as the clay falls off and they become molded into what they're supposed to be molded into. So it's like, so you've discovered you your gift you had a gift and maybe you still do as a coach you're not coaching right now but you coach your team oh yeah i'm helping i mean it's just different right so like when uh when i i I got into out of the school building into real estate so i could so i could still continue to coach right okay i figured out that there's a lot of correlation between coaching basketball and and helping people with their real estate needs um i was able to chisel first with my clients yeah 
I, you know, I was working on myself getting chiseled. That's why we're here today. That's how we met. We're growing. We're growing every day. You know, I mean, you and I have been to this, these, this event and this organization, I, you know, I, this is over 50 for me. So you've got to be over 50. Yeah. Cause you're older than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm over 50 <laughs> in age too, by the way. So, uh, you know, we just, we come and we get chiseled away. It keeps on, uh, and we keep working on ourselves and we, we pay that forward to the people that we interact with. And, and then I remember when it started happening for me too, it was like all of a sudden, um, my, my managing broker at my first office would, I was all, I was always a stop on the tour for the new agents. And, and, and I, explain that Mike. So in other words, what I'm assuming that means is you were, you would coach agents up, you coach them at the point and they, they leave. Yeah. Well, what it would happen is like, so the, someone would come in, they would, they would want to look at our office or they would just join the office or whatever else. And the managing broker would just always stop by my office and I would kind of pick and choose the ones that uh-huh. I thought, Hey, like I'm going to teach, I'm going to, I'm going to teach them how to do this and uh, teach them the way we do it. Cause the way we do real estate is not the typical way real estate is not done. the norm. It's not the norm at all. It's been, to quote Sammy Sosa, it's been very, very good to us, right? Um, <laughs> he was a Baltimore world at one time, too. Yeah, by the way. yeah he's, yes. Well, you know, him and Paul Merrill, you know, taking the stairways together, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, they were chiseled in another way. They chiseled in a completely <laughs> different way. So I just, uh, you know, just having that chance to like start working with these agents and, and I got nothing in return. I got, I got nothing except for the joy to see someone else go achieve their goals and helping them get there. But Mike, you said something real quick. Can I? Can I yeah, you? absolutely. You said something. You said you got nothing in return, but you got joy. Like nothing in return financially. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's not about that, right? Because when we're when we're our authentic, our authentic self, um, and we experience that joy, like that's enough. Um, if we can turn it into something that we get compensated for, that's fantastic. But like the compensation's never going to be as much as the as uh, as serving people. Uh, the it's it's always going to mean more. Uh, for me, at least, when I'm able to help people kind of level up. Yeah, serve them to serve, right? Yeah. So, like, you, we talk about discovering our gifts. So, in this in this episode right here, Mike's talking about how he just discovered the gift of being a coach, coaching his uh, athletes, coaching his team right now, coaching agents. So, he's discovered that gift. Now, it's like, okay, how do I how do I give that gift away? So, the idea of coaching, you are giving away. Yeah. So, how do you continue to, to uh, I guess, motivate yourself? And maybe you don't even need the motivation to, to continue giving your gifts away. I think it's more about finding the right person to give them to. Okay. Because I think when when everything's in alignment like that, right, um, and you find those people who genuine genuinely need you to give their your gift, um, it's gonna fuel you to go do it more. But you got to find that need. You got to go find those people, right? And it's got to be the the people who tr- who truly need it. And sometimes people will come to you, and they they think they want it, but they you know it, you have to have some discernment there. But if they're worth you investing your gift in or not. And um, so I, that's, that's actually what I took out from today's session more than anything this afternoon that we had, we just got into. It's like, you know, I got these gifts and it's like, okay, now I got to have this discernment about who gets the gift, who I share it with, who's going to openly want to receive that gift and really take it to uh, help them get to the next level. Well, Mike, when you say that discernment in itself is a gift, Oh yeah, right. It's gifted Holy Spirit, I believe. It is, and it's not easy because it's uh, you know as a coach you you tend to fall into the trap of wanting it more for the like number one that I can fix anybody. Yeah, which I, I can't fix anybody. I'm I was not put on this earth for uh, by God for me to fix every person that comes my way. 
so that discernment of who I can help and who I and who really wants my help and who uh, where I should invest that time and energy uh, is huge. And then um, I can't now I've lost my train of thought, but that's all right. So, well, we're talking about giving the gifts away. Yeah, you know, just it, it, so how important is that to give that gift away? And I can't want it more than the person. That's what you said. That's, said, that's, exa- that's exactly right. I, I just, you know. And look, we do that. If we do that with our agents, we do that with ourselves, or we do that with our, our, our kids, that's a big yeah. mistake we make. We try to want things more for our kids than they want it themselves. And as me, as a dad, I, I did that. I, I failed at that early on where I was pushing and pushing and pushing because I wanted it more for them than they wanted it for themselves. So then it was up to me at some point to discover what they wanted. Well, I'll tell you what, man, that that's hit me hard right now. So, you know, I've got a, a daughter who's a pretty good basketball player. She's a finished just finished up her junior year. We're going into her senior season, and I've I've been I definitely have been pushing, but I don't think I've been pushing like I'm I'm not like the crazy sports dad at the same time, right? Like so, and and she's had some challenges to overcome. So yeah. and and now it's been like, hey, you know what I want you to do? Like as she goes into her final summer playing basketball, the most important summer playing basketball because this is where the recruiting happens, um, at her level at least. Just keep reconnecting with what's fun, why you love to play the game. Everything else will take care of itself. And, and that's you hit another nail on the head there, Mike. Is it fun? We got to make yeah. sure it's fun for me. It's got to, and it's got to be fun. I mean, there is work in, in the real estate Absolutely. world. We, we have to work. You have to earn money. You got to put have food with your meals, right? So the uh, I hope that didn't come across the audio. I just scooted across this pleather seat. It sounded, it sounded like I just broke wind on the air. I'm not gonna lie. So if that came across, I'm gonna apologize, but just know that that did not happen. We so. might have to cut that one out. No, no, we're gonna let it go. I gotta it's let authentic, go. right? It's authentic, and that's a gift, right? But so. Uh, it's it's like like how like I remember with my my daughter and my son like they both playing sports yeah and th- this is a great story here like my son he wanted to be a meteorologist since he was five years old and I was a baseball player played college baseball at a very high level and my son is very he's good at he's above average athlete yeah. and he I was always pushing him pushing him and I wanted him to play baseball because I played baseball I wanted him to play sports because I played sports and what happened was uh, we, we came today we were we were leaving practice one day we got in the car and and I started. Uh, summer, I want to say criticize, and I was summarizing how the day went, and I was trying to give him some instruction how he could do this better or that better, and he stopped me in my tracks, Mike. He stopped me in my tracks. He goes, Dad, wait, stop. Hold on a minute. He goes, Dad, I don't love sports the way you do. I love the weather, and it hit me like a ton of bricks right there, Mike. I'm like, I was wanting something more than he did for sports, and I wasn't acknowledging what was more important to him, his gift and his desire of meteorology. You wanted him to achieve your goals exactly and that's not that wasn't his authentic swing so he had to go do his authentic thing and then what i learned from that mike is like my daughter yeah she 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 got into soccer at an early age and let's face it she, she wasn't that good and i remember her telling me at a very early age i want to play soccer i love soccer i want to play soccer all the way till whatever college and whatever and, and i'm sitting there thinking okay you got a lot of work to do but I never pushed her, and I never pushed her. And she just kept being her. She kept being her, doing her style, playing her game. So next thing you know, she's playing travel ball, then club ball. She she ends up excelling at a very high level, starting. She gets to play college soccer at Salisbury University. And I'm like, yeah, and she, we talked about joy earlier. Yeah. Going on a tangent here. Uh, with just about, I don't know, two months ago, my wife and I get, go down to Salisbury, and they're playing an exhibition season right now. They just finished it anyway. And when I, when I sat down there – and my Rob's gonna cry every episode, just wanna let you guys know that. So <laughs> my daughter walks on the field 
and 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 knowing what I went through as a college athlete to get on the field and 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 how hard it is to to play at that level, and then to see your daughter on the field knowing what she had to go through to yeah. get there, that brought joy. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, because there's a lot of perseverance that occurs there, and and I know we're gonna tell the your stories as this podcast uh, evolves, evolves, right? (laughs) And you've got a lot of really good ones to kind of throw out there. And, um, and you know, it's one of another one of one of God's gifts is the the adversity that we get, you know, that adversity that we get is the making of us. And it is 100%. um, It is a gift because that's when, in tough times is when we develop and become the person that we're truly going to become. And you have to go through those tough times. Absolutely, man. You know, so it, so it's that's that's we talked about joy, we talked about gifts. So and one of the things I want to share with you before we before we close here, Mike, yeah. is um we watched the video today at the yeah. end of the show, at the end of the uh, uh, seminar today, and throughout the video it was. It was the man in the mirror song was pl- being played michael jackson michael jackson's man in the mirror and, and but the um but there was a video on there it was about giving people giving and people giving their gifts and using their gifts in the video and what happened i, I got real emotional at the end like mike said i'm a crier here i'm italian sensitive. No, we're, we're both italian we're both sensitive <laughs> I, I cry at the dumbest movies and i get so much crap from my kids and my wife because like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we know what's going to happen at the end of Rudy. You know, Rudy's going to get carried off the field, and Dad's going to cry. So that's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny. But, I, I, I cry at a commercial. I cry when the wind blows. But my, yeah. my daughter, when I when I got emotional that day when she played soccer the first time in college, she she looks at me. She goes, "Why are you crying, Dad?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Because I'm feeling a sense of joy." Yeah. Right. So um, anyway, what happened? We're watching this video today, and the last, if you remember, Mike, the very last, I guess, visual or picture they were showing, there was a picture of a dad. Giving his kid a dollar bill, the kid might have been six or seven years right. old, and the kid runs. He walks up to this homeless guy sitting on the curb, and he gives him gives him the dollar bill. Yeah. And, and what happened in that moment for me, it took me back to when I was taking my son to baseball games and football games when he was six, seven, eight, nine years old, and like he would, I would do it. I would give the dollars, and then he when he turned around ten or eleven, I would give him the dollar, and it's got it got to a point where he's like, Dad, give me a dollar. Yeah. And and what we would do is we would always, I would always say, hey, give that gentleman a dollar and get a name. So we're given a gift of a dollar. But the bigger gift, I think, in that moment is asking the, the person's name. Because so often people walk by these homeless people in the streets, either don't even acknowledge them or see right. them or don't even offer them any money to help them. And they're just just the thing on the street where when you can get a kid to ask a name, it means something to the the, the homeless person or the, the, the beggar there, but it's got to mean something to the, the kid. It meant to my son. It meant something to him because he was learning. He was learning that moment how to give and how to make an impact on somebody. And you know what I really liked about that visual in the, in the video was the dad gave the kid a dollar and he basically had to choose between going to the frozen yogurt truck, which is the short term happiness satisfaction that's going to be short-lived uh-huh. that it's externally driven that you know you're going to eat the yogurt it's going to taste good and then that's it or you choose the tougher road less taken path to give the dollar to the homeless guy and you get that sense of internal joy that really resonates and builds inside of you um but you sack you have to sacrifice sometimes you have to sacrifice the short-term right. happiness mm-hmm. For the 
for that overall just internal joy. And Mike, individual, and, and it's, it's, you hit that pleasure name, actually. Pleasure, pleasure. Is short term pleasure. Pleasure is better than happiness. for, for long term fulfillment, maybe right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know, and, and then in the individual also, the kid gives the guy the dollar bill and he runs away with this so big excited. old smile. So excited. Yeah, excited. So, so how cool is that, right? Yeah. And so I, I think of a, a quote that I read in a Wayne Dyer book. Okay. And it says, "The giver in an act of kindness often receives the same, if not more." Than the recipient themselves right so when we go about our lives understanding and becoming aware of what our gifts are and then learn to share those gifts we're going to receive that level of joy happiness and fulfillment just by giving and it's like they you know the quote everybody knows the quote i think of saint francis he says he's the giving that we receive yeah and some people feel from a, a scarcity mindset if i give I have less, yep. but when you give, you have more, you have more. There's no question about it. Yep. And then I think that's where people need to, I, I'm a big Bob Berg fan. The go-giver is one of my favorite books. And, uh, you know, he says that the key to effective giving is being open to receive. So don't just be caught up in giving your gift and experiencing that joy. Be open to receiving from other people so that they can experience that same joy of giving something special as well. Mike, that takes us down another tangent. It does. It <laughs> yeah. Does. So the, uh, the, uh, the um uh, the idea of receiving some some people struggle with like everybody says I'm a giver I'm a giver I'm a giver but usually givers have a tougher time receiving and that could be sense to me this could this could be a whole other episode Mike it, will, well, it should be Let's yeah see. yeah we could do that because it's it's about about having maybe a low self esteem or low sense of self ego yeah where, where you don't you don't think you're worthy of receiving right so we'll save that for another episode yeah we'll tease it a little bit so there you go all right rob hey we got, so, we got chiseled today we got chisel we got chisel we're going to continue to get chisel we got another uh version or another seminar piece of the seminar tomorrow but until next time let's go get chiseled you just got chiseled with rob Hondari. Sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon. Better than you.